Hey, this is the unpredictable one, Damian Wayne, and you are listening to Wrestling Nostalgia. Greetings and welcome to Wrestling Nostalgia. I'm your host, Dave Dynasty. Thank you for joining us. Yes, yes, yes. Let's, I know. Right up front. Let's get the uh, let's get it all out on the table. It's been a while since we've had an episode again. I apologize. I, I know I went into this new year, this fresh start, thinking, you know what? I'm going to be more consistent. I'm not going to have so many delays. And then things came up, right? They always come up. I'm transitioning to a new position in my shoot job. And it has caused, uh, it's caused some delays, right? It's been busy with the training and and. Uh, my replacement and training for my new role and and et cetera, et cetera. And I apologize, but we're back today. We have a great episode for you today. We have an interview with Damian Wayne. Uh, you're going to want to hear it. It's great. I guys that conducted that interview for me. Um, and hey, did you see? I, I, I launched a new podcast too. Now that I'm back uh, rolling on the schedule, I finally unveiled the This Is Extreme podcast, the ECW History podcast. You're going to want to check it out. Very cool. Our first episode just dropped about a week ago, and it is all about August of 1994, or as I dub it, the birth of Extreme. This is when Eastern Championship Wrestling changed to Extreme Championship Wrestling. We take a deep dive into that history, talk all about the month and everything that led up to that evolution. Uh, You can find it on the social medias, as they say. Uh, It's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for ECW Pod, and uh, you can look it up. This is Extreme on any of your favorite podcast platforms, or find it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Dave Dynasty. You're going to want to check it out and tell your friends. I'm very proud of it. It's a very cool show. We've got some great ideas uh, already in the works for future episodes. Uh, you're going to love it. And while you're out there, check out the other shows on the Dynasty Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, of course, we have the Ring of Ding Dong Denny Stampede Wrestling Show, the Ontario Wild Men Show about Ontario wrestling history. Uh, go back in the archives, find the Graham's Gallery episodes from the past. Uh, lots of good stuff out there, so check those all out. Uh, let's touch on a few uh, modern wrestling things. You know, I, 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 I focus on the nostalgia, I focus on the history in the past, but there are certain new things that I like to talk about. And uh, one of my favorites is, is Ring of Honor. Let's talk about Ring of Honor. They're starting a Hall of Fame. Uh, when they announced this, I had a lot of trepidation. I'm like, man, are they really going to do legit are they gonna are they put the right people in this thing uh right off the bat lo and behold they have their first two announces announcements for as members of the hall of fame the briscoe brothers and brian danielson bam dead on couldn't couldn't ask for anything more briscoes were definitely should have been the number one announcement so uh, i'm curious to see where they go with that i'm hoping that the activity and, and stuff that they're doing does mean we will see them back uh, in some capacity in the future. Uh, I, I do miss Ring of Honor. Um, and let's talk about the NWA. They just held an event uh, the night before me recording this. And uh, and on that, Matt Cardona won the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship from Trevor Murdoch. Now, I know everybody wants to know, what what do you think of Matt Cardona, right? They're, they're very divided on this. Me personally, and maybe I'll have a little heat with you for saying this, I like Matt Cardona. Uh, I think he is a very, very good heel. Uh, I like his engagement online. I like what he does. I'm obviously a toy nut too, so I have that that I enjoy about him. 
But I think it's very good for the NWA because I think the one uh, the one thing about the NWA is I, I love their their approach, uh, historical approach, right, and their their retro feel and everything else. But you gotta you gotta make it fresh somehow, and you have to do something, and you have to continue to grow the brand. Matt Cardona has a lot of eyes on him. He has a lot of followers online. I know they they work this into the promos and and they say, it, but it's true, right? And him tweeting these things out, that's a lot of people that's looking at this. A lot of eyes on it, and they've already looks like they're uh, leading towards uh, the establishment of a Cardona Nick Aldis match. That'll be great. I can't wait to see that. Uh, of course, they have the Crockett Cup coming up. And they've already announced the British Invasion in there. The Briscoe Brothers have already announced they're going to be there. So, of course, I'm going to like want to see it. Uh, the La Rebellion, the Tag Team Champions will be there, of course. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some. I can't remember who else, if there's been anybody else announced uh, yet for that. Uh, fingers crossed. Maybe it won't happen. But, man, I'd love to see FTR that, right? I mean, tell me FTR is not just born to raise the Crockett Cup. And how cool would it be to see a finals FTR Briscoes? Let's see that match in the finals of the Crockett Cup. Man, come on. that It wouldn't get any better than that. So, all right. That's all the modern stuff I'm going to touch on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk any WWE. I'm not going to talk any AEW. Uh, I'm not going to talk any impact. I've dabbled in watching a little of all that. There's been things I've very strongly disliked. And there's been some things that I've really liked about those, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, so, enough chitter-chatter uh, to, to uh, start out this episode. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have that interview that Ike Isaacs did with Damian Wayne, so stick around. Hey, everybody. Please go follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook at The Dave Dynasty. You can find me on Twitter at The Dave Dynasty. You can find me on Instagram at The underscore Dave Dynasty. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, that is youtube.com slash the Dave Dynasty. Make sure you check out the other podcasts on our network online, especially the new This Is Extreme ECW podcast. Just look for them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for ECW Pod and follow them there. While you're out there, make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash the Dave Dynasty. Buy yourself a shirt. And if you would like to throw us a little money, go to paypal.me slash the Dave Dynasty and send us a little donation. Any money from the shirt sales or PayPal all goes right back into the show. Thank you for all your support. And welcome back to Wrestling Nostalgia. I am your co-host, Ike Isaacs, and today I am joined by Damian Wayne. How are we doing today, sir? Doing good, bud, man. I appreciate you having me, man. How y'all doing? Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on here, and we are doing wonderful. We are just living the dream. <laughs> hey, hey, that's all we can do, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and jump in here, and uh, we're going to have ourselves a little conversation with Damien, and we're going to get to know him and get to know a little bit about his career. But uh, as always, our first question is, where are you originally from? Um, I'm originally from Hampton, Virginia, right there on the coast, uh, born and raised there. So right there in the heart of Crockett Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling Territory, Uh and now I reside in Clarksville, Tennessee. I've just moved here about six years ago. Very nice, very nice. Um, so when did you start watching wrestling? Um, was it always something you watched, or is it something you picked up later in life? Uh, no, nah, man, I was uh, right around seven years old. I uh, discovered uh, 
in Atlanta Championship Wrestling there on TV, of course, and uh, fell in love with it. And like I said, being right there in Hampton, I was uh, fortunate enough to get Crockett at the Hampton Coliseum and then 20 minutes up the road in Norfolk Scope and then an hour up the road in Richmond Coliseum. So I was blessed growing up as a kid. Right. So you had some pre- pretty incredible uh, promotions and, you know, in the, in your area. So um, to kind of follow up on that, you know, uh, who, who are some of your favorite performers? Who are some of the people that when you're watching wrestling, you're like, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's who I want to be. <laughs> well, I, uh, of course, at seven, eight years old, whatnot, you know, you're, you're cheering for the good guys, of course. And, of course. um, then, uh, uh, Nikita, uh, Nikita made his in front of the crowd debut before he made it on TV. He came out with Ivan one time at Hampton Coliseum. And, uh, we originally thought Road Warrior Hawk done turned bad because he looked just like Road Warrior Hawk. He was in some jeans and a white, white, uh, excuse me, white, white beater. And, uh, so as soon as we saw Nikita, me and my best friends became kind of, but it's now heel marks. We started liking all the bad guys. And, uh, and then 2020, uh, broke the secrets of professional wrestling with the Eddie Mansfield thing and all of that, whatnot. So when I kind of figured out what was actually going on inside the ring, my favorites became the people who still made me believe. And to that, to this day right now, that's I can throw my top five to you real quick is Tully Blanchard, Barry Lindham, Rick Rude, Jake Roberts, and Terry Falk. So those ones uh to this day I can still watch all five of those and believe what they're doing in Korea. Wow. Yeah. I mean that that's a that's a hell of a list. And like you said, it's especially when you get smart about the business because when you're younger, like you said, you get your root for the good guys, you boo the bad guys. And then when you get smart about the business, like you said, that's a perfect way to say it. You you like the people who still make you believe. Oh wow! Yep. So obviously you, you have your you know your wrestling. You have a background in wrestling when it comes to you know what you did for entertainment. Um, but at what moment did you say you know hey I I want to wrestle I want to get in the ring I want to do something you know I want to be around this sport like wh- when was it that that you know that that became a a dream. Well, I I knew from the day I first saw it on TV, that was what I wanted to do. And growing up, uh, that's all I did was eat, drink, sleep, uh, wrestling. Um, I graduated in 1989. And the day I graduated, uh, Luthez had a wrestling school in Virginia Beach, which is like 20, 30 minutes from me. And, I called him on my graduation day and he said that he had to weigh at least 200 pounds to get in high school. And I was like, well, that ain't happening. I couldn't break 180 then. And plus I was a baseball head and, and all that. That was baseball's my, my second passion. So I was kind of thinking I was going somewhere with baseball. So wrestling was kind of put to the side because like I said, for one, you know, growing up then there wasn't no Ray Mysterios and, you know, all these small Johnny Grant. Garganos and stuff like that. There was none of that. You know, everybody was bigger than life then. So, you know, that right there was telling me that it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then the ripe old age of 30, 30 years old in 2001, going into 2002, I uh, just 
uh, stumbled on a, a local indie promotion that was getting ready to open up the school. And, uh, the wrestling still wasn't there at that time. I was 30 years old, 166 pounds. So I was just, hey, a referee, ring crew, just something to be a part of the business. And uh, look at me now, <laughs> 20 years later. Hey, you know, that's, that's, that's what it takes, man. You just gotta, you know, I, I, I've heard so many stories, um, from people who have been in the business, you know, short time, long time, you know, middle time, no matter how long they've been in the business, I always hear stories about folks who they show up and they try and get involved and that, that's their foot in the door. Um, so to kind of elaborate a little more, you know, when did you begin training, and, and who who trained you? What was that process like? Um, like I said, I I stumbled on them in November of 2001. They uh, reached back out to me and said they're getting ready to open up the school in March, and they were having tryouts in January, right before a local show there. So I went there. There was like 27, 28 of us. And like I said, I was 30 years old. And the next oldest person out of that group was 22. So I had at least eight years on everybody there. But, uh, it, it, it went pretty, it went pretty good. I mean, I kind of got scared there for a minute from the two guys that ended up being my trainer because I, I was doing things so well. They thought I'd you know, been trained before. They thought I'd been wrestling before, this and that. And I told them I hadn't or anything like that. So, uh, out of the very first class of about 27, 28, it was basically about the same people there, that training class. Uh, I was the only one to make it. So that, that pretty much, uh, made me feel pretty good there. The old part, only one to make it. Um, now I had a few guys come in three weeks, four weeks later that kind of graduated, you know, same class with me and whatnot. But, uh, uh, that's how that happened. The two guys that ended up training me, uh, were two local guys by the name of Preston Quinn and Phil Brown. And I, I pray every day that I got trained the way I got trained and, and by the two guys I did because they actually trained us, you know, with, with heart and love and not for money and greed. So, yeah, they really looked out for us, and uh, I'll I'll always be grateful to them, too, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And, yeah, you know, you kind of commented on it, but the the business has definitely changed uh, over the last few years. And, you know, the the more we get into the 21st century, it definitely – it's more of a a money game than anything else. But, uh, you know – I guess I guess that happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it does. yeah. You're right. But so, with that in mind, um, you know, you had your you had your training. You you got your foot in the door. You started doing the things that you needed to do to get in the ring. Um, do you remember when you debuted? Do you remember what your first match was? Yeah, it was uh, August tenth. 2002 it was in uh uh Gloucester uh Virginia which was about 45 minutes up the road from where I lived and our training school was uh it was uh Gloucester fair days or something like that big huge fair and, and, and whatnot going on there but uh me and a fellow trainee by the name of Trey Brown who actually 
ended up joining the service, so he didn't even uh, get to finish out his training. But man, he was he was really good. I was I was hoping to see him later on down the road, but military life got him. Anyways, uh, me and him wrestled at the time. The the, the company that we trained in was uh, BCW, and at that time they were Virginia Championship Wrestling. Uh, the tag team champions was Greg Idol, uh, Greg Steele and Idol X, and we wrestled them. And I turned on the fellow, my, my tag partner, and joined the heel manager by the name of Devin Sturgis. So that was the, the start of my career there. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, a, I mean, that's a hell of a start. <laughs> yeah. First, first, first I, match, already turning. <laughs> uh, I was shocked, but uh, hey, I was having fun. I was living hey, a dream, definitely then. That's, that's what I was going to say. As long as you're having fun, that, that's honestly what matters. If you stop having fun, then, you know, it, it, it might be time to, to exit. Um, hey, that's man. what a lot of people, yeah, it's what, it's what all people tell me. They, you know, you, if you get bored in the business, it's, you know, you stop having fun. It's, it's just not worth it, but. Uh, on that that point, you know, I got a lot of the, you know, some of the guys that broke in with me and whatnot. And I'm like, man, Howard, you know, and, and even the ones that broke in with me, I'm 10, 15 years older than them. And they're like, how are you still doing it? I said, I'm, I'm having fun, man. If, you know, <laughs> That's right. If I'm having fun, why am I going to stop? Right. Absolutely. If you don't have your heart in the business, then it's, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to make it far if you don't have your heart in no. the No. No. Not at all. But with that being said, you've been a mainstay in Southern wrestling for, for some years. What do you think are some of your biggest moments in wrestling? Oh, man. Um, well, to go back to the where I grew up, the Hampton Coliseum, like I said, I, I was going there from the time I was seven years old, which was 1978. Um and I remember being 10, 11, 12 years old telling friends, hey, I'm a wrestler here one day. You watch. When I become a professional wrestler, you watch. I'm a wrestler here one day. And uh, right around 07, 08, uh, got to do some extra work for WWE, which there, and got to wrestle twice at my, the Hampton Coliseum where I grew up. So that, 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 those two are my, probably my biggest, um, Biggest you know, memories I'll, I'll take with me. Um, being uh, three time NWA national heavyweight champion, which of course I got to see the Dusties and the Tullys and the Wahoos defend that belt live. So that be able to have, you know, have that title and have my name with those greats was pretty freaking amazing. Um, wrestled quite a few times for the NWA world heavyweight title, which again, I saw many, 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 many times defended live by all the legends. Uh, got to work Adam Pierce for in a 60 minute draw for that title. So that, that's a major, major memory there for me. Um, shoot, I, I could go on and on and on because I've been very blessed with this, this, you know, this professional wrestling has blessed me with some great memories. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But to, uh, honestly, to kind of, Build a little bit off of what you just said. Um, you mentioned that you used to be a regular for NWA promotions. Um, do you think you might ever make any appearances for Billy Corgan's w- NWA? Um, I, I would never say never. Um, I, I had the, the I had kind of 
a few roadblocks in my way when Billy first took it over by having heat with a few uh, backstage people, but uh, they're not there no more. So the door, you know, may be open. So I'd, I'd never say never. I wouldn't mind it. And I wouldn't, you know, I would love to go on there. There's a lot of guys, a lot of great talent in there that I wouldn't mind and stepping in the ring with. Oh, 100%, 100%. I, I mean, I don't think he's listening, but Billy Corgan, if you're listening, <laughs> sign him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've tagged him a few times in some Twitter tweets. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Who, who knows? Hey, we, we'd love to see it. So uh, if anybody out there wants to tweet him, go ahead and tweet him. Continue to tweet him. <laughs> yes, this. Uh, you know, kind of along those same lines, uh, you mentioned some other places that you worked for, but another place that you worked for around the 2007-2009 time frame, uh, you did some work with uh, Ring of Honor. What was that like? Uh, that was freaking amazing. Um, to start that story, uh, me and a local Mid-Atlantic guy, a uh, kid that I, I kind of took under my wing and wrestled quite a bit and everything, and I named Rick Sterling. Uh, this was before Ring of Honor really broke out from the north. They hadn't really come down south that quite a bit at that time. And me and him uh, traveled to Edison, New Jersey with uh, demo tapes in her CDs, DVDs, whatever you want to call them at that time, in our hand. And uh, we went, and of course, we whole show we were looking for Gabe and uh, never came across him until the end of the night. We yeah, everybody's filling out. The ring crew's starting to tear down the ring, and we were like, "Well, gotta give it to somebody." So we went and gave it to some, some guy part of the ring crew. And when we were leaving, you know, the whole ride home, we were like, "Yeah, that ain't gonna see Gabe. You know, that that that'll never make it to Gabe." But uh, six months later, we got the email from Gabe, and uh, we did quite a few uh, pre-show stuff and. I uh, got on the, quite a few of the uh, regular shows. Uh, he offered us a full-time spot at FIP, you know, in Florida, which was their sister company at the time. So we spent a lot of time down there. But, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor was great. I got to uh, wrestle some of the, the top guys. I got to uh, – I wrestled uh, – this was when Nigel McGinnis was the, the heavyweight champion. So I got to wrestle him, Claudio, who – Cesaro today and Brent Albright in a four way for the heavyweight title. So yeah, um, I enjoyed my time there. You know, uh, Gabe was pretty high on me once Gabe left. Uh, things kind of, you know, dried up for me. Yeah. The, the matches weren't as, as good or what, you know, the, as, you know, I don't want it to sound big headed, but you know, as high profile, it started turning into, I was working training and that, that 14, 15 hour drives one way every weekend or every other weekend was starting to take a toll on me. So I gave up on that. And, uh, but the ring on my time was great, man. I definitely won't complain about it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, speaking of Ring of Honor, you know, um, I'm interested to hear your take on their recent uh, restructuring, if you will. And what what do you think the future holds for Ring of Honor? Well, I definitely hope it's it's good. I hope, you know, yeah. they, they, I, I hear they, they're having their super card or honor or whatnot on April 1st. But uh, I hope that's the beginning of them coming back. You know, I, 
as as a wrestler, I definitely don't want to see any company uh, go out of business. It's just left less places for us to work. So, especially high profile place like Ring of Honor, um, that's you know, what's now probably the third since the AEW's come around, but you know the top three promotions in the world. So. Uh, definitely hope it's the beginning of them coming back full speed. Yeah, one hundred percent. I can't remember who it was, uh, but there, there, there's some person I don't know. They, 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 they have a Twitter check mark, so I, I don't. That they must be famous, but I know there was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was some. Uh, uh, they were they were talking some smack about the whole thing, but I, you know, like you said, it, it's one of those processes where you don't want to see a company like that with as much history and as much. Um, you know, as much as they've had and done, you know, yeah, they're I mean, revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, you know, as far as I know, it's not anything like ECW wise where guys right. weren't getting paid what they're supposed to get paid. I didn't hear, I haven't heard any rumblings about, you know, nobody's, you know, checks bouncing and stuff like that. So, you know, and right. so just, you know, you just cross your fingers and hope, hope good for them. Yep, that's that's what I've been telling people. Yeah, just hope for the best, and you know, pray that we have Ring of Honor for generations to come. But so we've talked a lot about where you've been, what you've done, but let's talk a little bit about where you're at. Um, right now, you are currently the AIWF champion. What is it like to represent that company? Um, well, of course, anytime a company. And puts faith in you. It's always an honor, and this is my yeah. second go around with them. And it, it, from the first go around and this go around, and both times it, it's been good. Everybody that's associated with AIW has been great to me. Um, I enjoy, um, I enjoy the, uh, the, the, I guess the old school traveling champion and going around and wrestling the local you know, hot baby faith and whatnot. You know, I really enjoy that. You know, it's old school, so that's right up my alley. Uh, and I, 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 and being where I am and right now in my career, 20 years in, I just turned 50 in December. Uh, I, I, I'm the, the guy, the vet that loves to give back and help anybody that, that, I can see truly wants it or whatnot. So, yeah, you know, I, I love that going to wrestle the you know, young guy somewhere here and there and help, help this kid in the ring and whatnot. So I'm not looking, you know, not looking to go anywhere anymore. You know, I'm not looking to slow down by any means, but you know, I'm more to uh, give the give back stage, put it that way. No, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's it's a pretty tentative part of any, you know, wrestler's career. You know, I feel like when you think of the, the greats and the great, the, 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 I would say the best of the best is the better way to phrase that. But when you think about the best of the best in professional wrestling, I mean, they had a long career, They, but they also used a portion of their career to elevate the next, you know, the next generation of talent. Um but sort of on that same train of thought, you're 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 pretty no nonsense in the ring. So obviously, you know, I'm sure, as as we all do, you probably have an opinion about the current style and state of pro wrestling. So, 
What are your feelings on the <laughs> the, the current generation, if you will? <laughs> um, this is what I like. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that I try not to put down any style right. and anything like that. I, I all I ask for for guys is no matter what they're going to do, what spots they want to do, what they're you know anything like that is to just be believable and any and, and believable and make sense. You know, you can do all the flips and everything you want, but if, if, if you don't really make them mean something, you know, when you got there in the first two minutes, there's already three dives. And what's that big, huge dive there in your big comeback supposed to be? It's nothing no more. You know, just that's, that's what's going on too much is the, you, it's like I, it's funny. I can sit back with guys and be like, you know, I can sit here and watch. You know, I'll pull a guy to the side in the locker room that that young kid might be talking to me, and I'll be like, you watch. I I could literally sit here and watch every match, and I'll be able to tell you who the I got to get my shit in guys are, and who are the guys who actually get it and understand what professional wrestling is. So that's that's. All I ask is you, you can do any style. You can call your stuff in the ring, I mean, in the back, or you can call it on the fly. Just have psychology and, and be believable. That's that's all I, I pray and ask for from any, any wrestler. That's today, green guys, anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's a pretty, uh, pretty good way to handle that, like you said, is just make it good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell you you can't do flips, and I'm not going to tell you you can't do dives, and I'm not going to tell you you can't bleed, and I'm not going to tell you you can't do this or that, because it, it, it's all they say there's the right way and the wrong way. Well, I mean, that can be for any style. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you can go in there and work a hardcore match. And if you're just in there beating people, each other with weapons, then it don't mean nothing. But if you go in there and you do it with psychology, then when you're hitting each other with these weapons, it's going to mean 10 times more to these fans than just you in there whacking each other. So, and a lot of kids don't understand. They don't understand it. They just, they just you know, the same thing with the flips. It's like, who can outflip who? Well, I'll let you do 10 flips and I'll do more, but I'll set my, I mean, I'll do one. And I'll set my one up to make it mean more than your 10 put all together easily. But that's just a grumpy old vet in me. <laughs> I, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm of the same thought process. You know, I, I am a little bit of a younger generation when it comes to professional wrestling. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a nineties baby. So if that puts into perspective how young I am, <laughs> there but, you I, go. but I, but I am part of the same thought process of, you know, you can do whatever you want in the ring, but it needs to be entertaining and it needs to mean something, um, yeah. which is, which is why I have a hard time watching some wrestling these days. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them today just go through the motion too. So yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, but onto a more positive note, um, something else that's interesting about you that I did not know is that you did some stunt work for the TV show Heels. Um, who did you double for? Um, I went out there to begin with as the stunt double for Wild Bill. 
And as I was out there, I also got to do stunt work for Charlie Gully, the promoter from the Florida, the rival promotion of the, the Spade Boys. But, uh, that was freaking amazing. Um, definitely a hell of an experience. Definitely new. Uh, um, I took it in as, as I kind of did wrestling. I, I, I might have been on set from 6.30 in the morning till 1.30 at night and maybe did 10, 15 minutes worth of work. But the rest of the time I was, Walking around the, the director and watching what he was doing. I'm sitting behind the producer, you know, just studying. It wasn't like I was just there having a good time. I was, I was kind of curious on how everything worked. So it was freaking amazing to me, man. And I'm kind of fingers crossed and hoping for, uh, to be able to get out there for season two and do it again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was honestly going to be my next question is, you know, do you see yourself doing more TV or, or movie work? And obviously, uh, yeah, I got the bug, man. Yeah, I got the bug being out there. It was, you know, it was fun. It, you know, just the stunt work was fun. Um, it was uh, kind of, you know, lucky. A lot of mine was all, uh, you know, wrestling related. So it was all, you know, just, oh man, okay, good deal. One take, let's do it. And so, you know, yeah, I, I got the bug real bad. I wouldn't mind doing quite a lot more. Hey, I don't know if any um, TV or movie producers are listening, but he 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 got the bug and he he did some good work. So hey, <laughs> snap the bug before somebody else does. And then the, the other thing that made it, it so amazing was it was like you know nobody had they everybody was so down to earth from all the actors to the producers and crews to the, the hair and makeup i mean everybody treated you like they you know once they they knew you it was like bam they, they acted and spoke to you like they knew you all your life there was no egos out there that i came across and uh it was it was really really cool experience yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I have to ask, just, just out of curiosity, I know you said you got to meet folks and everything else. Did you get to meet Stephen Amell? Oh, yeah, I was I was around him quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, he was, you know, all, all of them was really, really cool. Uh, a mark-out moment for me was uh, on the very last day, it was probably – Late in the evening, it was probably nine, ten o'clock at night when we finally finished up the last day of filming. And I went, uh, I was the first one to make it back to, I can't remember if it was the hair trailer or the makeup trailer. But anyways, I got in there, sat down and CM Punk came in and sat down beside me. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, James Harrison came in and sat down in the other chair. So I'm sitting in makeup with two Hall of Famers. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. That, that's pretty awesome. Right? So I knew I knew CM Punk was on the show, but uh, that's, that's that's hilarious. Well, you, you know that's one of those cool things about working on those TV shows and stuff. You never know who you're going to run into. You never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So I guess uh, as we kind of wind down, I do have a couple more things for you. But you know, you, you kind of talked a little bit about you know where you see yourself going in the future, but. You know, what are some goals that you have for the rest of 2022 and beyond? 
um, goals, uh, that just keep going and steady, uh, you know, not get hurt. Uh, like I said, I'm still having a blast doing this. Still love going to all the new places. Uh, I got a lot of new places coming up this, uh, this year. Uh, I was kind of shocked when I sat down and wrote down all my, my dates and looked to, all the places I was going, I was like, holy hell, this is, this is pretty wild. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but, uh, just doing that, um, you know, the, 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 the only checklist, I, the only last thing on my checklist that I, I would love to check off, uh, would be going to Japan and wrestling. Um, I could sit here and have a whole nother podcast with you about my experience with, that whole situation, but, uh, I won't go there on this one, but, uh, you know, so yeah, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm just, like I said, having a blast going and, and, and just keep on, keep on going. Yeah. Well, absolutely. That's all you, all, all you can try and do is keep on going and see if you can uh, make a few memories along the way. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I post about that a lot. Make, making memories for all these kids and, and, and fans that come watch us and that that means more to me than than anything I'll do inside the squared work or, or you know titles or any people I read. It's the fans. You know, if you can make memories for them, man, it's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well before we wrap up here, I do want to give you a second to uh if you have any social medias, plug them out there. I know social medias are are, are a lot of fun, so Anywhere fans can follow you, you know, all that good stuff. Um, they, I try to just stick to, uh, Facebook mostly with all my, my wrestling and where I'm going to be and, and shows and whatnot. Um, so they can just find me on Facebook. Just look up Damian Wayne. Um, I have, uh, a little, uh, like some merch that I sell over at pro wrestling entertainment.com backslash Damian Wayne. Um, so you can get it. I got about five or six different t-shirts up there. But, uh, yeah, just, I try to stick to Facebook. I got Instagram, but you know, I don't do too, too much on there. I, that's usually where my grandkids are at. That's where I see all that I'm at on my Instagram. So I stick to wrestling on my Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Facebook's the probably the most popular social media platform. Yeah, so un- unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't stand Facebook. But <laughs> I was like, you don't, you don't, I, you don't just love Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I've lost, uh, I've lost quite a few uh, loser leave town for thirty days matches against Facebook here recently. So, uh, which I'm currently, uh, I'm currently out of town. I need to go get me a mask so I can come back to Facebook under a mask or something. Yeah, face, me and Facebook don't get along. <laughs> I don't think anybody gets along with Facebook, man. They're, they're, they're a trip. Let me tell you. Well, well, I mean, I've, I've gotten banned twice, twice for cutting, you know, wrestling promos on another guy. You know, we're setting up, you know, little things here and there, just talking smack, and they pop me for bullying. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> we're wrestlers. We beat each other up. Come on now. <laughs> You're like, look, man, it's all it's, it's all work. It's not real. And, like, and I try. Work, I, I've tried to explain, you know, they sit there and say, hey, you can send us a message and you dispute this. And I'll be like, look, we're wrestlers. We're just setting up for a show. Uh, You're still banned. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Well, 
Well, let, let me say this for folks who are watching. Go ahead and follow him on Facebook before he gets banned again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kid. But, no, for real, for people who don't know Damien or have never seen him wrestle or don't know his work, check him out on Facebook. You won't be sorry. And, you know, catch him at a show sometime. Tell him I sent you, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, Damien, I first want to thank you very much for taking the time out to, you know, come on the show and, you know, give us a little chat about your life. It's been fun getting to know you, and uh, we really appreciate it, really. I appreciate you, man. And, I, you know, I tell everybody all the podcasts and stuff that I do, man, I really, really deeply appreciate any of y'all that do these podcasts and allow us wrestlers and promoters and whatever to, to you know, to get ourselves over and a platform for us to speak and tell stories and whatnot. So yeah, man, I appreciate you guys very much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And anytime when I come back, just let Dave know and we'll get you back on here. No problem. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Hopefully it won't be such a hassle next time. <laughs> hey, it's not a problem at all, but we're going to pass it on over to Dave to finish off wrestling nostalgia. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Third Dave Dynasty and get all your favorite podcast t-shirts. We have the Mask logo shirt. We have the This Is Extreme ECW podcast shirt. We have the Ontario Wildness shirt. The Ring-A-Ding-Dong Dandy shirt. The Dr. Jerry Graham Jr. shirt. They're all there. Go look. Do you like old school pro wrestling? We have the I Heart Old School Wrestling shirt. We have the Bruiser Buddy shirt. They're all there. ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Dave Dynasty. Go get your shirt now. All money raised from the selling of shirt goes right back into the podcast to keep them free for you. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Dave Dynasty and buy yourself a shirt now. All right. Thank you to Damian Wayne for coming on the show. And thank you to iGuysics for conducting that interview. Folks, I hope I'm back on a regular or at least semi-regular schedule. Uh, I'm still transitioning. Things are still a little hectic, but I'm going to try my best to get back on a, a fairly regular schedule. While you're at it, go, like I said, go out and check out the other shows on the network, including that new This Is Extreme ECW History Podcast. You're going to enjoy it, right? It's it's fun. Go, go give it a check. Go give it a download. Uh, go rate, review it, share it. Help us out. Follow us on all of our social media platforms and make sure you tell a friend about what old Dave Dynasty is doing on here, over here in this podcast and his podcast network. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you so feel the need that you uh, would like to uh, support the show with a little bit of financial help, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Dave Dynasty and buy a shirt. That is a great way to help. Or go to PayPal.me slash The Dave Dynasty and just throw us a little cash Anything you send us, whether it be from a shirt sale or a contribution through PayPal, it all goes right back into the show. It pays for the hosting service, etc. Uh, we do have a lot of cool, cool shirts. And just uh, we we did just launch the companion shirt for This is Extreme, if you like such a thing. So go check those out. Uh, we'll be back later with another episode, hopefully not too far in the future. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and keep on growing.